Hi, today we are going to discuss about how to optimize a website speed. How will you optimize your website loading time uh, doing different techniques and uh, how will you get the best results out of those techniques. So website speed is a very important ranking signal. It is not only uh, it is not only a ranking signal but it also uh, is a you know it's a very important uh, user experience parameter also if your website loads very slow uh, most probably you are going to lose um, most of your visitors most of your traffics who are visiting your website right now so this is going to be a very important thing which you need to do uh, along with your website uh, organic optimization you need to also optimize your website's loading time so what are the things you can do here you know these are very important you need to understand how we do this and how you can do those things uh, for your websites so let's start so first one is obviously gzip compression this is very important and this is very powerful also gzip means gnu zip this is an open source program and uh, this technique uh, is used to you know compress your file size during the uh, transmission from the server to your uh, desktop to your uh, browser so this is uh, one thing which you must use which you must uh, use for your website speed optimization now how you can actually do this uh, if you have a cpanel you can directly log into your cpanel and you can visit the optimize option optimize link you can click on that link and you will be taken to the next page where you will be seeing uh, three different options three different radio buttons so first one will be uh, compress none second option will tell you something like uh, compress all contents and the third option will tell you compress all selected mime types so you can select the second option compress all contents and you are done so your next time onward uh, when a visitor opens your page uh, requests uh, is sent to the server server will process that request and during the uh, you know during the server uh, send that uh, response to you so that time it will be compressed so obviously if it is compressed during the transmission from the server to your browser automatically it will take less time to reach you so it will enhance your site speed it will improve your site speed so gzip compression is a very powerful thing which you must do if you do not have a cpanel you can also do that uh, this gzip compression using your HD access file there is code which you can directly put on your uh, HD access file and you can get this uh, particular technique done on your site next important thing which you can do for your site is called browser caching now browser caching means what uh, you have to first understand what is browser caching and then you have to implement it for your site speed optimization now browser caching means you are actually storing the static portions static parts of your website into a browser cache memory so when a visitor first time visits your site uh, on a browser if your uh, browser caching mechanism is enabled for your site uh, during the first visit the static portions of your site will be stored on that visitors browser cache memory so from the second time onward when uh, that same person visits your site uh, using the same browser and same system the static portion will be directly downloaded from the browser cache memory 
so automatically it will speed up your site's loading time and uh, user experience will be much better so this is one thing which you can do which you must do for your site if you have a wordpress website you can do that easily with plugins there is wp super cache w3 total cache uh, plugins available and you can actually enable your browser caching mechanism for your site and uh, whenever a person visits your site it will means your site's static portions will be stored on his browser cache memory so from next time onward when that same person visits your site using the same uh, browser same system your site will load much faster and if you do not have a cpanel uh, or if you do not have any you know uh, wordpress site you are not running a wordpress site so in that case you may use ht access file there is code you can directly put that code on your ht access file and you can get this particular technique done for your website the third thing which you can do and uh, obviously the third option is uh, is a continuous process it's not a one time job first gzip compression and browser caching this is one time job for one website but the third thing which we are going to discuss uh, that is called image optimization not for seo not for organic ranking but for the website's loading time optimization so image optimization is such a thing which you must do every time you upload an image on your site so that can be a wordpress site or maybe any type of site you are using so anytime you are uploading an image before that you first optimize image for the site's loading time and then you upload that to the server so what are the things you need to do here there are two most important things which you must do for image optimization for speed now first one is obviously let's say you are downloading an image from a source i don't know what is that source but you are downloading an image from a source and uh, you got the image on your uh, system now the image is going to be most probably a high resolution image maybe the file size is going to be very large now if you directly upload that image to your server that is not a good thing reason you are not going to show that big image on your site on your browser on the site so you are actually going to show a smaller version of the image but you are uploading the larger version on the server what will happen when a when someone is opening a page of your site the browser will send that request to open that image to download that image from the server so server will send that larger size file to the browser browser will download that larger file size image and then it will resize that image and show the smaller version to you that means browser is actually downloading the larger image file and showing you the smaller version so there is no point because you are showing the smaller file size so it's always good if you can put the same file size which you want to show on your site you should upload the same file size to the server so what you need to do once you download an image from a source you you have to first check what is the dimension and what is the dimension you want to show on browser on a page let's say you have got an image 1500 pixel by 1000 pixel but you do not want to show 1500 pixel by 1000 pixel on a page what you want to show that is let's say 600 pixel by 400 pixel so what you should do you should always resize that image to the dimension you want to show on the page that means you should resize 1500 by 1000 pixel image to 600 by 400 pixel image and you can easily do that using photoshop 
Photoshop will not actually cause any kind of image loss. If you do not know how to use Photoshop, you can use some internet tools to get the same result, but I am not sure whether that will cause you any image loss or not. Photoshop is the reliable one. And uh, the second thing which you uh, must do for all image you are uploading to your server, and, uh, after you optimized the image dimensions, resize the image dimensions, next thing which you need to do is, there is something called EXIF, that is exchangeable image file format. These are some data which are stored on image file and these occupy space. So, and there is no point of using that for SEO or for your web project. So what you need to do, you can actually remove that extra space, you can remove the EXIF data from the image and for that you need to use some tools, say you can use kraken.io or optimizezilla kind of tools and you can remove the EXIF data, exchangeable image file format data from your image. So automatically you will see that your image file size will be much smaller and then you must upload that image to the server. So two things you need to do every time. First you optimize or resize the image dimension that will get you lower size image, smaller size image and once you are done then you need to remove the EXIF data using kraken.io or optimizezilla kind of tools and that will get you another degree of compression so your file size will be again lesser than the original image file size. So once you get the smaller version of the same image without any image loss then you should upload that to the server or maybe to your WordPress website and you can get the image optimization done for your site for that particular image. Next thing which you can do is called CSS minification. Again this is more or less one time for one project because you are not going to upload CSS files again and again every time. But whenever you upload a new CSS file you need to do this. CSS minification means you are actually minifying CSS files. You are removing uh, anything unnecessary there. So that can be extra space, extra lines. So you are going to remove those and you can use uh, CSS minification tools. There are lots of tools available on internet. You can use any of those uh, results are going to be more or less same. So you are going to minify your CSS file and then you are going to upload that to the server. Same thing you can do with the JavaScript minification also. Minify the JavaScript files also using different internet tools are there. And uh, once you minify the JavaScript file, then only you upload that to the server. The sixth one which you can do for your site's loading time optimization is called JavaScript placement. Now you need to understand that JavaScript is a thing which uh, does not get downloaded parallelly with HTML. So when a browser starts downloading a page, if you place your JavaScript files on the head section of that page, browser will stop downloading HTML and it will start downloading and executing the JavaScript files. So automatically your site will be slower because it stops the HTML download. It first downloads the JavaScript files and then it, uh, it executes that and then again it resumes the HTML download. So during that time you know your site is going to be a bit slower. So what you should do here, you should not place your JavaScript files in the head section of a page. Anywhere between head and slash head you should not put your JavaScript files. So where you are going to put that? You should place your all JavaScript files before the end body tag. 
just above the end body tag of the HTML, you should put your JavaScript file. So that will get you no blockage. So your HTML is going to be downloaded by that time. And then the browser will download the JavaScript files after that. And then the download is going to be completed. So before it downloads the JavaScript files, most of the 99% of the HTML download process is done. So that's why there will not be any kind of rendering blockage. So your page is going to be loaded much faster. So that is what you need to do with JavaScript placement. This is another very important thing. And most of the time, if you are taking help from a designer or a developer to means develop your website, they are going to always place the JavaScript files in the head section. If you are an optimizer or if you hire an optimizer or a company, so tell them to place your JavaScript files above the end body tag of each page of your website. So if you can do that, automatically your site is going to be much faster on browser and mobile devices. Next one is CSS image sprite. Now, what does it mean by image sprite? Let's say you have got a website, you have got a page and you have, let's say 10 different icons there small images there on that page. Now, if you are uh, placing 10 different images separately, when browser starts downloading those images, those small images, 10 images, browser will download those 10 images individually. That will take lots of time because every time they are sending a request to the server to send a particular image, server is processing that request, sending that response image file, and browser is showing that to you. So there are 10 images, so it will take 10 times. But what if, if you can, you know, do, uh, let's say you are joining those 10 images into one larger image file. So browser will download that image file one time, and then it is going to show you all those images individually, but it is downloading the bigger image file one time only. So one request is sending, Browser is sending one request to the server. Server is processing that request, sending that larger image file. So there is only one request and one response. So automatically, you are reducing the request response call. That means you are reducing the HTTP calls and that results in a faster web page. But there is a negative thing of this. You cannot do image sprite or you cannot use CSS image sprite every time for all images means if you have an image on your page you want to optimize that image for organic ranking you want to put alt tag you want to put title tag you want to do some other things with that image for organic ranking in that case for those images you should not use css image sprite reason is css image sprite will always show the image with css and you cannot optimize those for seo if you want to optimize any image for SEO, you should never use CSS Sprite, CSS Image Sprite for those images. If you have small icons on your website, or maybe you have repeated the same icon again and again on your site, it's better to put a, a CSS Image Sprite for those small icons or small images, and that will get you better result. Next one is consolidate your CSS and JavaScript external files. This is another very important thing. You must understand this. Let's say you have got multiple CSS files on one web page of your website. Now what will happen when someone opens that web page, 
browser will send individual requests to the server to send those css files as response so browser will handle those requests separately individually and will send those css files as response individually so this is very difficult because again you can understand these are these are different different http calls you are making to the server server is processing those requests and sending you the response individually separately so that caused lots of problem lots of time that will take and that will cause your site to be very slow on browser or mobile devices so what you can do here instead of using multiple css file what if you can actually consolidate all those css codes into a larger css file so what will happen here browser will download one larger css file and that's it because all css codes are there on that file so once it downloads that larger css file browser will get the all css codes there and it will render properly same thing goes with javascript also maybe you cannot con consolidate all your javascript codes into one single javascript file that may create some problem then that may create some problem with you know uh, some uh, features of javascript or may create some problem with uh, database handling but still if you can put most of your javascript files which are not that critical into one single javascript file or the point is if you can decrease the number of javascript files you are using instead of using 10 different javascript files if you can create four javascript files so that's going to reduce the http calls automatically your site will be faster so always do this for css you can consolidate all your css codes into one css file and there won't be any problem but in case of javascript you should be careful you should uh, always check whether those javascript consolidated javascript files are working properly or all features all database handling with javascripts are working fine but you should always reduce those external file calls for css and javascript files that will make your site faster the ninth point is reduce http calls more or less same instead of downloading files separately individually instead of making http calls repeatedly for multiple things if we can reduce http calls let's say using image sprite or maybe consolidating css javascript external files automatically we will send fewer http calls so that will get you the better result if i can reduce my http calls that's going to help in optimizing my site's loading time now how it can actually help how it is going to help your site to get faster loading now each http call has its own latency time now you need to understand what is latency time let's say you are opening a browser and browser is making a request to the server and in the back end there are going to be multiple requests sent individually to the server now server is going to handle one request process one request and send the response back to you so you are sending one request to the server server is processing that request and finally server is sending that response to your browser so this particular time the point of time you are sending the request and the point of time you are getting that response this particular time is called the server latency time if the distance between the visitor of the page and the server increases so automatically your latency time will also increase so that will cause you a slower site so what you can do if i can reduce the http calls 
that will get me a better result so that's the point always try to reduce your HTTP calls by consolidating files into one file so that will create single HTTP call and uh, instead of you know creating multiple HTTP calls so that will get you better result the next one is the reduce the number of plugins yes we know plugins are very very powerful very important very useful and there are very important plugins we use every day if I have a WordPress website I also use different plugins but the point is that I, I will never use plugins uh, unnecessarily if I can do something manually for my site why should I use a plugin for that because if I use multiple plugins randomly without any reason that will always slow your site slow your site means your site will load uh, slower on the browser and mobile devices so it is always good to use those plugins only which are absolutely important for you and do not use those unnecessary plugins on your site on your WordPress site so now your job is going to be like uh, you go to your plugin section of your WordPress site and check what type of plugins you are using or which plugin you are using and what is actually not required so if you see that a few of those plugins are not required or not getting used every day so you can uninstall those another important point always update your plugins so let's say you have got five plugins which are must to use so you need to always update those whenever there is an update on those plugins you should update those plugins to make your site safe secured and faster the 11th technique which you can do for your site is CDN technology CDN is content delivery network now what does it mean as I told uh, the distance between the server and the visitor if this distance grows if this distance increases automatically latency time will increase and if latency time increases your site is going to be slower so we cannot control obviously we cannot control the visitor location but if I can control the server location if I can make uh, the distance smaller shorter if I can make the distance between the browser between the visitor browser and the server shorter then automatically latency time is going to be smaller and uh, my site is going to be faster so how we can do that CDN actually you know it helps you to distribute your uh, static files or static portions of your website into different geographical server locations so what will happen let's say someone is sitting in Singapore and trying to open your site so your site server is in USA so the geographical distance between Singapore and USA is long but what if I use a CDN technology and after I used the CDN another server location I have got in Australia so now what will happen person who is sitting in Singapore he is trying to open my site he will get the static portion directly from the Australian server so automatically the geographical distance between Singapore and Australia is now very you know short it is reduced so the latency time is going to be smaller and the dynamic portion of the site is going to be downloaded the data portion dynamic data portion from the of that site is going to be downloaded from the main server USA but uh, it is going to be very small in size the static portion are going to be you know larger in a site so that is going to be downloaded from the nearby server location so it will reduce the latency time 
and automatically the site is going to be faster there are free cdns there are paid cdns it is always recommended never use any free cdn for your site but always go for the paid cdn if you must need a cdn always go for the paid cdn there are few other things also you can do you know dedicated server is one thing this is costly but if you have such a project where you need a dedicated server you have got lots of visitors coming to your site from different different locations and let's say you have got a huge database so in that case dedicated server is going to be good option for you uh, not only for your site's uh, infrastructure but also for your site's loading time so this is one thing which you can do depending on your budget you can go for uh, a dedicated server if you need that and the second thing uh, which you can do additionally is called absolute urls this is another thing always uh, if you hire a developer or designer to develop your design of your website they will always use the relative urls now you can actually google uh, what is relative url what is absolute url you will get the answer uh, but designers developers always use relative urls those are good for the development stage that helps them to uh, you know easily develop projects uh, but the problem is that those are not very much good in uh, for production level when your site is live and running on internet if you have relative urls that time so that is going to be a problem for your site so always convert your relative urls to absolute urls you can tell your uh, developer also you can tell the developer or designer that uh, convert all my relative urls on the site to the absolute versions so they will do that easily mm, one thing you can do for your site is uh, obviously uh, avoid and remove unnecessary redirects if you are redirecting uh, you know unnecessarily that will take long time so just uh, just an example like if you go to google and if you log in there you will see that you are going to be if you check the browser address bar you will see that you are redirected from one url to another url so that that is why that takes actually uh, a bit longer time to get you to the next page so this is not good that is good for the development part that is uh, because there are few reasons why we do that but in normal cases if you use unnecessary redirects that will uh, take longer time to be fully loaded so again that is uh, a big no another important thing which you can do for your site is use asynchronous javascript asynchronous javascript will not create any blockage in html rendering so those html and asynchronous javascript will load parallelly so that makes your site faster also so these are the things you can do another thing which is uh, recently not very recently but it is uh, one of the recent things in uh, search engine development that is called amp accelerated mobile pages and uh, you can do that you can use that there are plugins there so you can use those plugins to make your mobile uh, uh, responsive web pages uh, into a amp page so your mobile responsive pages will be converted into amp page and there will be few uh, restrictions uh, your your different uh, elements of that uh, mobile responsive pages will be trimmed off to make that amp ready so once you have those pages for your site what will happen your site is going to be uh, loaded very quickly very fast on mobile devices so that is also a very important thing which you can do for your website now how will you analyze how will you analyze that uh, how much your site is taking to be fully loaded on a browser or on a mobile device there are different tools there 
Google PageSpeed tool is one of the best obviously so you can go to Google PageSpeed tool and you can put your uh, web page URL there uh, you can start analyzing different things so Google will tell you what are the things you have already done and what are the things you can do to improve the performance speed and additionally they will uh, get you uh, the resources compressed resources which you can use for your site let's say they can give you few images uh, which you are already using on that page but larger file size so Google will give you the you know the smaller version of those images same thing will happen with CSS JavaScript also so if you have not minified your CSS or if you have not minified your JavaScript files Google will share Google will get you those uh, minified versions of CSS and JavaScript files you can download from there directly and you can upload those on your server so this is one very important tool which you can uh, use so this is what these are the things you need to do to make your site faster on browser desktop laptop and especially on mobile devices if you do these things or if you can uh, do most of these things you will get a very good result your site is going to be very fast uh, your visitors are going to be very happy with your site's performance now you need to understand that website speed is a very strong ranking signal first second website speed is an user experience parameter also and these two things website speed and user experience these two are very very strong ranking signals so this is your job being a search engine optimizer or being a site owner this is your job to make your site faster on desktop laptop and mobile devices if you can do that you you can get a very good results your uh, uh, main sites uh, visitors are going to stay on your site they are going to uh, visit different other pages on your site and that is going to be you know some added advantage uh, for your business so this is it we are from promos SEO web marketing academy the one-stop digital marketing and SEO training program you can contact us for digital marketing training search engine optimization training we provide different types of internet marketing training uh, you can visit our website www.promoseseo.com or else you can call us directly at plus 917278581909 thanks for watching